Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back, everyone. It's 2021. Now, we know for us Hebrew Israelites, the new year started in September, but the year 2021 has just started. We're on episode 27, the Hebrew congregation. So welcome back. Um, I've had some people ask some questions. And so we will be here every Saturday. And our goal is for 100 people because this Zoom holds 100 people. So all you have to do is send me your email address and I'll invite you in every Saturday. It's at 10 a.m. Central Time. So you're welcome to come. We want you to go ahead and share. You can share our episodes and we're also on YouTube. So all last 26 of them from one to 26 is on YouTube. You just put in Ethel Easter, you subscribe and you're able to get all the ones that we've done previously, okay? So I had the question of, do we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who original name is Yahshua. That's what his name was when he was born. Uh, anything else is sinking sand. We love him, we believe in the resurrection and we are to bridge everyone together. We on here as the Hebrew Israelites to teach you where you came from. We came from Shem, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We are the original Jews, okay? We're here to teach you your ethnicity. You are not African-American. You are Hebrew Israelites and we're from the Ebos tribe. And we've uh, provided proof for that in the past. Okay, I'm a little bit out of my zone today. Unfortunately, I'm in Jackson, Mississippi uh, for a funeral. Um, a lot of people have died this year. A lot of people are continually uh, to pass. And so all we can do is what uh, be there for our families and move forward. So I'm in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. So we're gonna go ahead and we're going to uh, start with our prayer. And then um, brother Mike, he's going to be doing our words. So he's fluent in Hebrew. So we welcome him. He's going to start doing our phrases every week so we can uh, learn to speak Hebrew. And so and then we're going to have Rabbi come on. And um, his topic is going to be Purim. So he's going to talk about Purim. So I'm going to go ahead and, and do the prayer. Uh, Father of God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that we've made it to 2021, Lord. We ask that, Lord, blessed are you on deny our Lord, our Savior. We ask that you forgive us for anything that we've said or done that is not of you, Lord. Our goal is to be more like you, Father. As people mourn in the land, Lord, and they're confused, Lord, we ask that you give them clarity and let them know that you are the true and living God and that they can go on. We ask that you build them up, Lord, that they're able to live each day as you want us to be in our ups and our downs and our valleys. What would the Lord do? What would Jesus do? What would Yahshua do, Father dear God? We lift your name up. Everything just too big for us, Father. We ask that you right now touch their hearts, Father God, for they're looking for a way and they're looking for a path and they're looking for something that's stable. And you are stable. You are a tree that's planted near the water that brings life, Father to God. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for another opportunity to serve you. We thank you for another opportunity to love on your people. We thank you for another opportunity to point to the cross. And that's what we're here for, to point to the cross. The blood, the blood of Yahshua, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He shed his blood for us. You send your only begotten son. Touch us, fill us, lead us, guide us. 
anoint us, teach us, help your people, Father God, to learn their identity and who they are. Help your people to build each other up. Help your people to turn to the east and look to the hills and turn to the east as they pray. Help your people to keep your Torah and keep your days holy, Father, your Sabbath day holy. We ask that this tradition that they're in, in this rut that they're in, Lord, that you lead them out and that you show them to the light because you are our Prince of Peace and you are our light. And as you lead them into the light and they know our, their identity and our people are building up, they will see. They will be free from bondage. They will free their mind, Father dear God. We love you. Have mercy upon us. In Yahshua name, amen. Okay, Brother Mike, as, as, uh, can you please go into our teaching of our Hebrew words today? Okay, and you want to have me? Uh... Oh, I have to give you the screen, huh? Yeah. Uh, share screen. Advance. Right. You know, I don't know how to do this. You can just do share all where they have like the option who you could share. Although I'll be the only one sharing. I never see it, so I'm going to make you the host. Okay. And then you can just give it back to me. So I made you the host. You can go ahead and start. So here we go. We will now get some of our phrases um, that involve the Hebrew alphabet. Our first phrase is Shema Yisrael. If you look in the book of Mark uh, chapter 12, they asked Yeshua, Jesus, what was the most important commandment? And he said, this is the most important commandment. And this is how you pronounce it in, in English, Shema Yisrael. And it's one of the prayers that um, you can find in your uh, Siddur also is said daily, normally three times a day at the least. Shema Yisrael. Next phrase is my hair. It's almost like you're saying, you know, pull it my hair. You're pulling my hair. <laughs> and it just means quick or fast, hurry up. So those are our two phrases. Shema Yisrael, which Yeshua said in Mark 12, uh, verse 29, that is the most important commandment. And then we have Maher, Maher, which means Okay, quickly. I'm writing it down here. Okay. Shema is here, O Israel, and Maher is quickly. Yes, okay. Uh, hurry up. Like if, if you're ever over in Israel and they're taking their time to think, my hair, my hair, you know, like, like hurry up, quick, fast. Okay. And Shema, I'm writing it down. And I know other people are trying to write. So every week, have your pencil and paper so you can write this down. Now I've given you other words. And so we're going to add this uh, into it also. As I said, in your in your siddurs, you will find this prayer Shema Yisrael throughout the uh, throughout the siddur. 
Okay. All right, thank you. Okay, and if you can give me the host back. Okay. Uh, see if I can find it. <laughs> okay, so as he's doing that, all right, so we're going to start our Easter, uh, keeping it real. I'm Easter, so I know you all have missed our keeping it real. I, uh, for a couple of weeks, haven't uh, kept it real, but sometimes I can't help it. So most of the time, I do keep it real anyway. <laughs> have you given me the host back, uh, Brother Mike? I'm trying to find it, find it. Okay. okay. That's okay. So our topic for the Easter keeping it real is ministers and leaders stop transferring spheres in negative energy that are negative energy. Okay. So uh, that's what the Lord was giving me. And let's do what, uh, let's start with a Bible scripture. Psalm four and four says, be angry and do not sin on your bed, reflect in your heart and be still put your trust in the Lord. Okay. So what, what is that meaning? That's saying, you know, anger is not a sin. It is the uncontrolled emotion and the aggressive actions that are the sin. So anger is not a sin. It's the emotions that you show towards one and the actions that you uh, do towards someone that becomes the sin. So what do we do? And it says right here, it says on your bed, reflecting your heart and be still. So at bedtime is a good time. So you can be silent. You don't have to uh, at, act at that moment. We have to train ourselves. I know I've been training myself to do that. And then search your heart at night and then uh, meditate about it and confess to God and pray about that situation. You don't always have to lash out on someone. You don't always have to respond right at that time. Okay. Um, for one, you will sleep better. And, and that's by trusting in the God. You're going to start sleeping better. You won't have to uh, go back and say, man, I cussed somebody out or I said something that was not of God and be thinking about that at night and let that build up. Um, and then you won't have to be afraid of aggressive individuals or someone that's in a threatening circumstance towards you. Because when you trust in God, you're giving it to him. He what? He protects you. Your Yahweh will protect you. Okay. And so, uh, and I want to go into depth. Like I'm talking to the ministers and the leaders. If you're having a problem in your personal life, um, at that time, you don't bring it to the pulpit because you're dealing with it yourself right at that time. And let's just talk about, give you an example. If your spouse has cheated on you, if you haven't gotten counsel about that, if God hasn't, if you haven't, uh, prayed about it he hasn't given you an answer you don't bring that to a, the pulpit and start preaching hey divorce your spouse and this and that because you're angry at that time that spirit would transgress into other people so they'll go home and you know divorce isn't for everybody divorce might not even be for you but you said that in the pulpit pit and you put that deception into in people's spirit and they go home with that on them and then later on, you get counseled about it. You back with your spouse and you didn't put that on your people. 
God was just showing me some examples uh, of ministers who get up there and, and they're in a situation that they're dealing with and they start preaching about it and it becomes anger. It becomes a seed that's planted in the people and it starts to trickle down. And let's just talk about, okay, let's talk about, talk about leaders in an organization. Um, if you're having a challenging day, you don't take it out on your employees or the customers or your family members, et cetera. Just be silent and meditate about that situation and ask God for, for guidance. He said the scripture, ask him for him and trust in the Lord. God has given us power as ministers and leaders, and we should not abuse that authority. You're here to teach people and to build them up, not to tear them down because you have the authority to do it. It's not right. And I want to just talk about an example where when I worked at the police department in, in Pennsylvania, it was a very racist police department. And you would see the new guys come in, the rookies, and they're ready to go, and they're happy, and, and you know, they're ready to fight crime. But the root that your phone is ringing, that your phone is ringing, but you had to get to the root of the situation, which the root was what? The chief of police. If the root of it was bad, it's like a plant. Just think of a plant. If the root of the plant is bad, nothing can grow around it, right? So if the root is bad, nothing can grow around it. So you have to get to the what? The power, the leaders at B to clean up. So everything can grow around it. So later on, they would, they would come back to the station. They were saying the N-word, probably about six months in, saying the N-word, uh, doing very vicious things to people because they were being trained that way because of the root. I'm saying this because we're, we're going into 2021 and you can build people up because tomorrow's not promised. If anything we know that we've learned about 2020 is that tomorrow's not promised. And you can sit there, you could be nasty to, to someone or miss the opportunity of minister and ministering to them. And then what? You can be dead the next day, laying on your deathbed with that blood on your hand of how you mistreated someone or how you held them back from a promotion because you were jealous or how you was a, a minister and you didn't give to your sheep what God showed you to give. We're, we're just at an hour. We just have to wake up. We have to be careful on how we tread. And uh, I'm a leader. I know I'm a leader. I pray for people all, all the time. And I thank God that he allows me uh, to pray for his people. And so I don't take that for granted. And it's not about how cute you are or who you are. It's about the anointing that you're carrying. It's about the authority that he's giving you. And we want to be careful how we use that. And I want to end with the scripture on um, Colossians 3 and 10. I'll put my glasses on. I'm getting a little older here. Season. I need my glasses on. <laughs> so Colossians 3 and 10. Let's look at that. <clears throat> it says, and he put on a new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him and who created him. We're putting on our new man. We're leaving all that trash behind in, in 2020. We're going to try to do better. We're going to pray to do better. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. You have power. You know your identity. He has put you as the head, not the tail. 
okay? And then we're going to go to Colossians uh, 3, 12 through 14. So 12 through 14 says, therefore, as the elect of God, so you're the leader, you're the elect of God, all of you are. Your Hebrew is like you are his chosen people. Holy and beloved, put on tender mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, and long suffering. He said, put that on as you go outside. God help me to put on tender, mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, and long suffering. And then let's go on to 13, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgive you, as you all you must do. You have something against them, you have to forgive them. Sometimes people are lashing out or going through things, it has nothing to do with you. It's the root of the problem. They could have had a situation, they could have been in an abusive uh, household before they left, and they come there fussing at you. Show them some love and kindness and say, hey, uh, sister or brother, are you okay? Are you okay? And then 14, but above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Love, love conquers all. Love is the bond of perfection. Love God with all your heart. Put nothing before him. That's the greatest commandment. And the second greatest one is what? Love thy neighbor. If you, if you do those two things, then you, you're covering all 10 commandments because you can't covet, you can't adult, you can't steal, you can't kill, you can't do any of that. This is the message going out to our leaders today. Be careful on um, what you're sowing into your sheep and be careful how you're handling people because we, we're in the hour where tomorrow's not promised and you don't want that on your hands. You want to love them. You want to build them up. And I promise you, God will take care of you. If you watch over and you take care of his people, he'll take care of you. God is faithful. He's, he loves you. That's what we have to do. Anybody have any, um, anything to say about the topic? Anybody want to elaborate on it? I was just going to say, you know, like with um, trees, when you think of us as being trees, if we and we're dispelling something, like you said, you know, you put that out to your, your people and stuff, you know, and or, or stuff that we've had um, generated to us ourselves, that habits, we have to cut it off at the root in order to kill it, you know, because that's where it's going to spring life from, whether, it's, whether, you're, whether you're sowing hatred or prejudice or no, any anything that, that you sow, if you cut it off in the root in your life, a lot of times, that's where you're going to kill it at. Yes, it all starts in the root. What's the root of the problem? Be, so be you can break off a branch, but that's not going to kill the tree. <laughs> be, be a good root so things around you can grow. And even with purging, even when you purge a, 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 a tree or a flower, you, you cut off some things, you cut off what the dead leaves so that it can grow uh, plentiful, that it'll grow more abundantly, right? You cut those dead leaves off. We're cutting off hate. We're cutting off anger. We're cutting off bitterness. We're cutting all those things off so that we can flourish in 2021. We can build our people up. We can love on them. We can love on our husband and wives. We can have patience with them and not start be cussing them out. 
And if you read Colossians 3, it talks about your tongue too. Working on that. We're not perfect, but we can work on perfection. The Lord is our shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in the green pastures. He leads me besides the still water. He would store my path in the, in, the, in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, do I walk through the valley of shadow of death? I shall feel no evil, for he is with us. He is our comforter. Yeah, in in corporate America, they call that a culture. When the when the the executives come up with, you know, they did they develop a culture. It's kind of like an alternative truth. You you remember that alternative truth when the leadership is lying, and those under him will support him in the lie. So they come up with a term alternative truth. What's that alternative truth? That's a lie, and so the people start to follow that, and so you find that the nation becomes more acceptable to lies. And that's a culture that's developed based upon the leadership. And so it's the same thing in congregations. If the leadership is Lashon Hurrah, Lashon evil tongue or the evil eye, then it's gonna spread through the congregation. And so as the Lord said, get it out. That's why it's kick them out it's because if you don't it's going to spread like a cancer all through the whole community family community or whatever it is it's going to happen so you have to root it out you said get it at the root get it out when it first starts otherwise you're going to have problems and we see that today that's right it's I like that rabbi when you while you're using the word um culture because most words have a, a root to it a root word to it and when you narrow that culture down you get the word cult and when you think of some of the cults that we've had in the u.s with jim jones and david koresh you know and they led all these people pretty much to their death you know it was a travesty yeah yes and so that's why we as leaders we have to be very careful uh as ministers and and, and rabbis and whatever you're over you have to be careful on how you uh, use your authority. And it has, the root has to be right. And there's sometimes you have to step back because there's days you have bad days. There's, there's weeks or days you're under attack. So let somebody else uh, run it. Let, some, let another assistant minister, let your assistant run things that day. Take a step down until you deal with your situation, until you deal with your spirit. And it's nothing that I haven't done. I used to own a fitness studio. I used to do pray. When one time I had to shut it down for two weeks, I was going through something. You don't, you don't want, you don't want to uh, transfer those bad spirits and that negativity, and especially into your children too. They're watching you. They're listening. They're like little recorders. What you spew yeah. out is what they'll become. You spew hate, they'll become hateful people. You call them dumb and stupid. That's who they think they are. Stop it. You're the leader of that household. You ain't the leader of nothing else. You're the leader of your children. We need to think about that. God has really been dealing with me with that situation. And then even if you have power because you're a leader, whatever, and you have this lustful uh, spirit that comes onto you, it's not because of, of who you are, you so good. It's because of what you have the anointing you pack, the position you hold. Stop it.
cut it off. Tell them no. Tell them you're better than that. And I and I love you as a brother and sister and start utilizing your skills instead of putting your uh, sexual pleasures out there on you. Deal with those fears, deal with those situations. Keep your leadership, keep your authority, pray for them, build them up. Don't take advantage of them. Don't take advantage of the situation. And, and if it's a lie, it's a lie. Stop following the lies because it came from the top. I know my son is dealing with a situation where uh, they want him to teach that uh, being gay is okay in the school. And he's not gonna teach that. He's leaving, matter of fact. So, you know, you gotta be careful. It's not uh, their place to be teaching that. Yeah, you teach that don't do hate crimes. You're not to hurt somebody, but you who are them to teach our children that? They're out of order. But that's what this world is coming to. And we have to stop it. We, we know better and we have to do better. You control you. God controls you. Okay. And so we're gonna go on to our teaching for the day. We have our wonderful uh, Rabbi Afshalom and he's going to be teaching on Purim. So if you can go ahead and uh, we look forward to your teachings. Well, shalom, everyone. Shalom. Shalom Alecha, Shabbat Shalom, and all those good things. <laughs> Can you hear me? Well, <laughs> all right. You don't hear me. <laughs> you don't hear me. All right. We hear uh, you. Yeah, uh, we, we're going to. Yeah. We're going off of uh, I like to have... spot today because I'm out of yeah. where I usually be. Yeah, we're out of our different zone. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, I wanted to, um, I was looking at my calendar and I looked and I said, ooh, Purim is coming up. Purim is coming up next month. This is January. So next month, February, about 25th, I guess, of February be Purim. So Thursday, we'll do the fast of Esther. But I, this is just a, a brief introduction uh, into Purim. Now, Purim is not one of the Moedim, okay? The Purim is not one of the Moedim. But it was instituted during the time, again, during that, when it was written, uh, when the children of Israel were in uh, the captivity or scattered, I should say, um, throughout India and Ethiopia and some 21 provinces. So the northern tribes, or the, first, the 10 tribes were already in the continent of Africa at this time. And so the reason I say that is because Beta Israel and Beta Limba Israel um, do not keep Purim or in past did not uh, honor Purim because it was not one of the Moedim as commanded in the Torah because Beta Israel and Beta Limba Israel and the Igbo, West African Jews uh, were already gone. So we were not a part of that, just like we were not a part of the, the um, Talmud and the Babylonian Talmud and the Jerusalem Talmud. We were already gone at this time. But the reason I want to introduce, I'm just introducing Purim today, but what I, and I'm going to get into, actually, if you have your Bibles, you can go to, if you can go to the book of Acts in chapter two, I'm going to go there. Uh, but something uh, which will give you more insight into what was going on in Jerusalem uh, 
doing the book of in the book of Acts, which is the, actually a historical book in the Brit Hadashah, or as you call it, the New Testament. Um, before I read, before I get into the uh, into the book of Esther, it's the book of Esther. Uh, uh, I'm going to just hit a couple of points in there because I, uh, some points I really want you to get. And later on, we'll get into more of the nuances of Purim, what it's a, what it does, uh, what we, why we keep it. But and I just want to introduce it today. And before I do that, I'm going to read something out of the book of Hosea, chapter four. And everybody's familiar. It's familiar. Nothing new. Everything I'm saying, you've already studied. Everything that I'm going to talk about today, for years you've already read it. You've looked at it. You've you've uh, regurgitated it out of your mouth. You've talked about it. You preached on it. You learned on it. Everything. So there's nothing new that I'm talking about. I'm not giving a new revelation. Just expound the book of Hosea. I just want to read this. You don't have to go there. Um, chapter four. My glasses are bothering me today. Okay. And at verse six, destroyed because. Let me read this way. It says, because of your disobedience. Okay. Because you have rejected obedience. I reject you as my priest because you have spurned the teaching of your God. I in turn will spurn your children. Okay. So we like to use the first part by people that are destroyed because of lack of knowledge, but we oftentimes forget to say, because you rejected that knowledge, I'm going to reject you as being my priest. So, so there's more to that. So we have to, you can't stop it at the beginning. You've got to read the whole thing, that whole portion, so you can get the gist of what's going on. So this is what we're doing today. If you're listening to this, or if you're watching this, this Zoom, I'm not doing oral teaching. I'm doing the written Torah. Okay, I'm not doing uh, today. I'm not doing the Babylonian Talmud or the, the Jerusalemic Talmud or not even Mishnah. I'm just reading out of the scripture and then we can discuss it. Because again, it's written. It's down, as I say, it's etched in stone. These things are written. So when I read that, my people are destroyed. We are in the street killing each other. We are doing the things just like the nations do. And the reason we're doing it, and it says your children, right? It says your children. Okay. Uh, it said, "Are their children, the people that the prophet is talking to? We are their offsprings. Look at us today. Look at us today. So this prophecy, we are we are actually living this prophecy." So what we're doing, the reason, again, that's why we're talking about the things we're talking about. And that's why, as it says in Daniel chapter 12, you know, people shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. The knowledge of who we are, the knowledge of God is increasing. Not only that, but there are other carnal knowledge too. So there are two trees that are out there right now. It's just as if we're in the Garden of Eden. We've got the tree of, of knowledge and the tree of life. We're dealing with the tree of life today. Okay, not the tree of, of good and evil, right? But the tree of life is what we're dealing with today. We're living 
the other tree. And we're seeing it every day. So I just wanted to get into that a little bit. Remember that you're destroyed. We are destroyed because we have rejected the obedience of the commandment of God. And we do it on a continual basis. Sometimes you may sin, but if you, as long as you don't remain in that sin, it becomes your iniquity, you, you can be fine because you can repent and come out of it. Remember that, okay? So let's go over to the book of, of, of uh, Esther. Um, uh, if you have your Bible, go to the book of Esther, go to that first chapter, and I just want to give you this introduction, and then I'm going to go to chapter 8, and I'm going to go to the 17th verse in chapter 8 of the book of Esther. Or Esther. It says, um, now it came to pass. Now, my mine may be a read a little different than yours, okay? I may have a different, uh, uh, it's a King James that I'm, I'm reading out of, by the way but it's just uh, with the Apocrypha. And uh, so it says, now it came to pass in the days of Osiris, uh, this is the Osiris, and, it, and in mine it has a parenthesis, this is Osiris which reigned from India even unto Ethiopia. I want you to mark that. From India even to Ethiopia, over 100, over 107 and 20 provinces. So from between Ethiopia and India, he had 127 provinces. So when you look at your maps, if you pull out your map, within rule over. All right, I want you to get that. Now, we study this every year about this time. You should be studying it. If you haven't been, you should be. If you haven't been, you should start to study in this book about this time. So remember, between in, in the book of Fe, the book in the month of February, Purim. When Purim comes, you get your Bible out and you start to study this so it reminds you of what's going on, right? It reminds you, again, remember, this is not a commanded by the Most High, not by Moses Rabino, but this was enacted during this time and just like uh, Hanukkah. So let's go over now, let's go down to, to chapter eight, okay? Because this, I pray that this is interesting. Okay. So this, the story of Esther, is a, it's about a story of redemption and salvation. It's a time when the nation of Israel will call together to fast because they were about to be wiped out. Okay. So we're seeing history repeating. They were going to wipe Israel out. And they weren't, it was Israel. Now in this book, it, it says Jews. And you see in this book, it says the word Jews a lot. And there's a reason for it because of the term Jews, Yehudim, okay? And that's fine. There's nothing into more about this. And again, we've gotten to February, uh, February 25th. So I'll be hitting on it from time to time. So down in the last, as you go down to verse, again, I'm just, uh, 17, uh, which is what I want you to really see. It says, uh, verse 16, says, the Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. So you know something happened between there. We're not going to fill in that right now. We're doing it kind of like going to the end so that you know the end result. Remember, from Ethiopia 
to India or from India to Ethiopia is where all this is taking place. All right, so you got your Yemenites in there and all these different people up and, up and down there. You, you know, Yemen uh, is very important because we, it, it kind of ties with us, the Yemenites, Yemenite Jews. Okay, so it says, verse 17 says, and in every province, remember that was 127, and in every city, every province and every, think about that, every province and every city, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a good day. And many, this is what I want you to see, and many of the people of the land became Jews for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. Okay, look at that. Many of the people of the land became Jews for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. So now you see, this gives you a kind of a picture when you start to look at different things that happen where people say, I'm a Jew. Anyone that takes up on or attaches themselves to the, the children of Israel, or at that time, the Southern Israel, which was Judah, Judea, and they were called Yehudians. Now the tribe of Judah, they're called Judites. But if you were from Southern Israel, you were called a Yehudi. Or you or, or you're one of the Yehudim, plural Yehudim. So you could be of the tribe of Benjamin and be called a Yehudim of the tribe of, of Benjamin. If you are a Yehudim of the tribe of, or you are a Judite, or you are a Levite, or a Yehudim. So everyone at during this time of this dispersion, when the southern kingdom was dispersed, were down there, okay, from India up to Ethiopia or Kush, everyone that because of the fear of what, what the Lord had done for the children of Israel, they became known as Jews. So, and that's 127, so all around it, the people became known as Jews. Well, they that, were attached that, to Jews. Rabbi, they that's became, interesting you would say that because a young lady called me last night and she wants to start, uh, she's been watching us and she wants to start uh, doing the Sabbath day, but she said, I don't want to do the scriptures yet because I don't, I, I, I'm not ready to transfer in. I said, you already are. I said, uh, we're messianic. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So you already are part of us. So there, there's nothing you, you really have to do besides start going ahead and keep it the Sabbath day holy and, and doing things. And she says, well, I don't want to do the, the, the prayers as the regular prayers is in the book. I said, that's fine. Do your own prayers but you're already a part of us. You're already a Hebrew Israelite. You're already a Jew. I told her that last night. Yeah, the thing that we're doing, yeah, that's good because a lot of people are gonna be listening to this and, uh, and, and understand that we're not trying to make you Jews, but we want you to understand where the Jews came from, uh -huh. where the term Jew came from and give you some historical background. The fact that you are, are a believer in the God of Abraham what we're doing is, is, is lining you up with the contract agreement, the covenant. As we, as we teach, Yeshua came to restore the covenant, renew the covenant, but the covenant was not renewed. Had he renewed the covenant, we would still be in the land. We'd never been kicked out. But we understand that he was dealing with a people that were not the people of Israel, even though they were Jews. They understand that. That's why, I, that's why this... Caesar Purim is so important 
And that's why it's so important to understand that when you read the second, uh, second Kings in chapter 17, we talk about another people being put in and they were in Samaria. It lets you know that in Jerusalem, in Israel at the time, there was only a small number of, of Yehudians, true children, descendants of Israel in the land. The rest of them were Jews. And so that's one of the reasons you have to be, you have to understand this and you have to study this to know and when they fight, say, yes, you are a Jew. Yes, you are a Jew. And there's nothing wrong with that, but just understand, don't discount me because I know that I am a child of Israel. Uh -huh. Okay. And so what we're doing is, is those that will accept the knowledge of the truth and now, those are the ones we're talking to so we can teach you how to walk that Torah lifestyle. And we understand that you've been conditioned to think and believe about yourself a different way. But it's because of the anointing that flows on us, we're able to, we're praying that the anointing will cause you We can't hear you, Rabbi. Your sound has gone out. Alisa, if you can let him know we can't hear him right now. A cold Alisa. He knows. Okay. Maybe he can come over with you and, and continue. Okay, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. All right, good, good. Because um, I had to make a few changes. All right. So let me get back to where I was. I, you know, we want you to understand the contract agreement. Now that you know that you are of the children of Israel, come back to the contract agreement, learn the contract agreement, and, and learn more about your culture, your true culture, and your, your true history. Because again, we've been conditioned to see ourselves in the wrong light. We've been conditioned to see ourselves as chickens when we're actually eagles. So that's what we're doing. We're not trying to give you a, a new religion. Right. You know, we're trying to return you to your roots, your Hebrew roots, and walk in that contract agreement just as Yeshua that's why you know that's why it's important to understand that you don't have to give up Yeshua, but you you cling closer to Yeshua as Mashiach, but understand that Yeshua Mashiach kept the contract agreement, the full embodiment of the contract agreement, and that there are other wonderful teachings that we're going to do about Yeshua, on Yeshua and and uh, as I said Mashiach, um, uh, that you that's going to it's going to really knock your socks off. Okay, 
So, so just stay with us. Don't just get a little bit and say, I got it and go, or they're not teaching what I know. Stay and listen, and then go back and research, study what we talk about, especially when we're talking about the scripture or we're dealing with the scripture, because you know that way you know you're not being deceived, especially when you're reading it by the word. And, and again, don't have, try to, to train yourself not to have selective hearing and selective sight. But allow the anointing, the Ruach HaKodesh, to deal with you where you are. And there's going to be a, a battle, as, as Shaul said, when I want to do right, evil is always present. In other words, there's a conflict going on inside of you. And you have to choose the tree of life or the tree of good and evil. And that's what it is. See, these are, these are the trees that it talks about in the Garden of Eden. Okay? And you have to, and you're dealing with those two trees, and they're whispering, and both of them are speaking to you in your ears. But you have to understand the spiritual implications of what happened in the garden. Okay. And so that's what we're trying to bring out here in our teaching. All right. And, and, so, and, people, so, and people are making it harder. I think they're making it harder than what it is. Uh, you're, you're learning, basically learning where you come from in your heritage, and you're giving up the traditions that were basically forced upon you when we got here in slavery it, it, it's not that hard and then you have to like you say read and start studying these things to we're telling you but once you read it and you start studying you're getting your spirit it's, it's all about capital these dates are, are pagan holidays this valentine's day saint whatever all these saints know yeah and so, yeah, and so that's what we want to bring to light. So you understand where you are, and then you understand who you are and whose you are, okay? So let me move forward again for the sake of time. Let me get into the book of Acts, chapter two. And we all like to talk about the book of Acts and how the, the Holy Ghost came down and, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke with tongues, all right? But let me get down to a little bit of different, thinking about Purim. Remember what I just read to you about in the book of Esther? especially in, in, in chapter eight, verse 17, about the nations being called, everybody that, it, that it, for fear of the Yehudim, they became known as Jews, all right? So, and, and you have to understand about the Hebrew language, they'll use the same word for, for but and have different connotations, different meanings, but it's the same word. So when you say Yehudim, and then you can use the say Yehudi, uh, you know, and you know that they're talking about Jews, people that have come from the nations that attach themselves to Israel. Okay. And so many of the people that we see today attach themselves through their ancestry to the children of Israel. And I want you to understand that the majority of the people that you see that say they're Jews, their ancestors attached themselves to Israel during this time and, and you know, started during this time on a mass scale. Okay, from 27, 127 provinces where people actually converted. They, these people converted and became known as Jews. And they were able to keep their customs and traditions that were taught to them by our ancestors. Okay, they were able to keep them and maintain them through all those years. So when you go around Spain and, and Europe and where it spread to during the time of the, 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 the New Testament, when Rome was in control, they were Jews. They became Jews. And they were able to keep the custom that they were taught by our forefathers. 
but because our forefathers rejected the, the failed, refused to obey the Torah, we were scattered. And so again, let me go back to, to Acts chapter two. So if you haven't, you know, we may have some discussion to do in this. Okay, so in Acts chapter two, verse one, it says that after the days, 50 days of Shavuot, and I'm reading from the Aramaic translation. Okay, it says after the 50 days of Shavuot, which is one of the Moedim, so, so you have Passover, and then 50 days later you have Shavuot. And we all understand that, uh, that, that, you know, the law, right, was given at Shavuot on the mount and the receiving of the Holy Spirit at the same time in the same place, okay, or the same time is when the Holy Spirit came down, which is doing Shavuot, 50 days after Passover, all right? So it says when the days of Shavuot or Pentecost, and how many, I wonder how many of you actually recognize and acknowledge Pentecost when it comes up every year after Passover, okay? How many actually understand that and realize that that's the time when we receive the law and also the time we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit as poured out. And this is that story about receiving the Holy Spirit, okay? The Ruach HaKodesh, as we say in Hebrew, it says, after the 50 days of Shavuot were fulfilled, all were assembled as one. That echa, that oneness is very important, okay? And we can get into that when we have more time. He says, all of a sudden, there was a sound from heaven like a roaring wind, and all the house in which they were sitting was filled, and appeared to them like tongues divided and fire set upon every one of them. This is a spiritual thing that's happening, okay? And it appeared on like tongues, like tongues divided and, and fire set upon every one of them. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, when we talk about spiritual things, when you, when you talk about it in the heavens, he says that angels are a flame of fire, you know, their energy, their, their fire. And, and this is what you're seeing. You're seeing angels all around these people and the Holy Spirit is a spirit. So you're seeing this power, this, this, this manifestation is taking place. It says that all of them were filled with the Ruach HaKadosh or the Holy Spirit. And they were compelled to speak in different languages. Okay, so it doesn't, and, 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 and understand this right here, it's not talking about the prayer language that you speak on, when you're on your own. They're talking about Greek and Hebrew and, and Latin and, and, and all, and the 70, 70 languages at that time were being spoken by those that were in the upper room, as they call it, in the upper room. Okay, so they were compelled to speak in different languages, glossolalia. Greek, okay, and it says just as the Spirit had given them to speak. So what's happened? The Ruach Hakodesh came up with them, and they began to speak in different languages. And the reason they did that, watch, and you'll get the, you understand. Again, it says, as the Spirit gave them utter. They says, now there were men who were living in Jerusalem, who feared Elohim, Jews. There it is, boom, Purim, Jews, Purim. All right from all the nations that are under the heaven, Jews. Remember we read in, 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 in Purim, in, in, in the book of Esther, the people that feared the Jews became, uh, feared the Jews became known as Jews. Here they are in Jerusalem. Some of them had actually moved, and many of them had actually moved to Jerusalem, but they were there keeping the feast. These are other nations known as Jews were there for for uh, Pentecost, 
they were traveling. And at this time, since the Romans were there, they were coming from Greece and Rome and Italy and Spain and, and, and Morocco and, and Libya and, and, and Egypt and Ethiopia and India and, and as far up as Turkey and, and, and all these places were there, all that could travel were there in Jerusalem at this time. So again, so you hear the 70 languages of Ukraine and Germany and France and, 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 and Spanish and Latin and, and Ladino and, and Turk, all of the Urdu and, and all these languages are being spoken, at least 70 languages, at least at a minimum 70 languages were being spoken by these men of Israel, Yehudim, and I say Yehudim, not Yehud, you know, these children of Israel, these Israelites, and again, there were other Jews there and they heard them speaking in their language. It says from all, again, let me read it. Jews from all nations that are under heaven, not just 127, but all over the world, the known world at that time were there. And they all, and it says that when the sound occurred, all the people gathered and were disturbed because they were hearing each man among them who were speaking in their own language. So this is important. See, when you read this story about the, 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 the Pentecost, day of Pentecost, when you read this from now on, uh, prayerfully, you understand that they were speaking in different languages, at least at a minimum 70 languages, and the people understood as they prophesied. They were prophesying. They became a new people, a different people. They became a new man, as it says, in the, 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 the Tanakh, when the spirit comes upon you, you'll see these prophets coming down and they were playing their musical instruments and you will gather yourself to them and you will, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will become a different man. This is being manifested amongst these believers at the day of Pentecost after Yeshua had risen and gone back to the Father 10 days prior, you see? So understand this. What is actually going with the reason, this is one of the reasons why the book of Esther is so important. It should be important to you to, to, to study that book and understand that everyone that was in Jerusalem at that time were not Israel, but there were people from all the nations. And so God, the, the, the father poured out his blessings upon all the nations right there in that place at that time. So. Every, just because you are a Jew does not mean you are of Israel or you are the children of Jacob. So what the problem, this is, the deal, this is what we deal with. We understand through history and through the scripture that our ancestors, the top, the northern 10 tribes first went in. Now tribes of Judah and Benjamin also went in there when the Romans came, they fled south and they fled into India and places where See, they were, the children of Israel would flee what they had familiar, familiarity. So when the Romans came, they fled south because they, they knew that there were what? Jews there. They fled to Ethiopia to Cush because they knew that there were their brethren there. There were Jews there, people that kept Torah. So they fled then, and, and, the, and, and, in the, and before then, the 10 tribes were already in West Africa. So they knew where to go. But you understand, so all these things that these people talk about today, 
Sephardim, Ashkenazim, Moroccan Jews. They got it from our father and they, they became Jews because they had fear of Torah. Well, we rejected, as Hosea said, the prophet said, because you're rejecting the knowledge of God or because you're disobeying, not rejecting knowledge, but because you disobey the command, because they knew, the, they had the knowledge. Our forefathers had the knowledge, but they refused to obey the Torah. So we're correcting that today. We're here to correct that today. All of you that are worshiping wood and stone, drop the stone and wood and come back to the Torah. Amen. Come back to the Torah. The, the, the gates are open. The doors are open. The opportunity is now. See, the knowledge is out there. And all you have to do is, is, is take hold to it. Read your Torah. You know, don't worry. I'm going to say, don't worry about the Babylonian and the, and the Jerusalem and Torah. Don't worry about that. If you can know the Torah as it is written in your, and even though there are some, some things that would change, you know, especially, you know, there are some things in there that were a little bit changed. When the in the translation, not the Hebrew in the original was not changed, but in the in translations, the translators made changes based upon their culture. So what we get today is based upon the culture of other people, uh, which we, we, we learn from them. But if you go back to the Torah and begin to read it, if and, and it's important to learn, that's why one of the reasons why it's important to learn, have a basic understanding of at least. Hebrew, um, modern Syria-Aramaic uh, Syria Hebrew, Syria-Aramaic Hebrew, so that you can go back and check certain words and certain phrases and get a better understanding of it for yourself. So, so and, and then there are good, uh, especially if you find the Israelites, the, from Demona, uh, preferably someone from Demona had been there, that has really studied and labored in the Torah mm -hmm. to get a good understanding of what's going on. You see, uh, Beta Israel, uh, which is our people, we are Beta Israel, West African. We have, we have, you know, we try to uh, use our, our our teachings, our way of teaching, so that you have a better understanding of of who the scripture is talking about. We don't want to hide it, and we're not afraid, and we're not ashamed to tell you who you are. Okay. If you're from West Africa, your descendants are from West Africa, more than likely you are of the tribes, you see. And so that's important for you to know. But even if you are not of Israel, if you take on Torah, you become known as, again, a Jew. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Because the most important thing is that you keep the Torah and you, un and you obey. Because remember, if you disobey, that's when you start getting into your problem. If you don't know, you don't know. But the very fact that you're listening to this conversation that we have, if you're watching it on Zoom or if you're just listening to it on, on, uh, on Facebook or whatever, if you, you're doing it and we're giving you these truths out of the scripture and I'm using just the basic scripture, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going right now to the heavier writing, the commentary of the ancient writers, the Targums and things like that. No, I'm going straight at face value prima facie evidence of what is in the scripture, using the scripture to explain to you so that you perchance will allow the anointing to change your mind and you come back to the Torah, that Yeshua 
actually lived and taught and again is the author of and is the embodiment of the word in the beginning was the word i'm finishing up i'm ending up right now in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the same was in the beginning with god and all things were made by him and there was not anything made that was not made by him in him was life and the life was the light of men amen 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 we thank you rabbi offshore for that wonderful teaching um he gave you the word and you have to study you have got to start studying for yourself these things to get this in your spirit we're, we're telling you them but you must study and so we're giving you the words from the bible like you said he gave you straight words from the bible the torah is the first five books of the bible and so uh he gave you the word we talked about uh Purim. it starts february 25th through the 26th so february 25th at sundown and then it goes to February 26th. So you can start reading upon, reading up on these things. So there's not gonna be no Valentine's Day for February, it's Purim. We're going back to our roots. We're going back to who we are, okay? Uh, we're going to uh, go ahead and end in prayer. We're gonna have my husband. Yeah, we're together again, uh, I know. You probably think your imaginary husband. No, he usually <laughs> he works on Saturday, but we're off again to a funeral. So uh, he's here with me and he's going to end us in prayer. Uh, we love you. We're coming on here. We make time for this. Even with my industrious schedule right now, I'm making time because I love you and God has ordained to put this word out and we don't want you to miss it. Send me your email address, share, uh, share our episodes. Go to Ethel Easter on YouTube. You can look up the past episode. Share this. Start teaching your children. Get involved. Know who you are. Use your power that God has given you as his children. He owns everything with what? You, you get his inheritance. That's your birthright. Everything is your birthright. You got to just claim it. And you have to be in standing. You have to be in good standing. Okay, Jerry. Father, we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you. We give you honor and glory. Father, let your word be established in our heart and take root, Father, and build upon the foundation and help us to worship you in spirit and in truth. And Father, help us to keep your word, your commandments, to love you with all our heart, our mind, our soul, and our body, and to love others as we love ourselves. Father, we said, you said that on love, all your word hangs, all the laws hang. And we trust you and we obey you and help us where we don't obey and help us where we don't believe. We ask you to forgive us for our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. These things we ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We Amen. love you all. Shalom. 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 Um, shalom. Shalom.